0: Hi, everybody. Before we get going today, I wanted to give a little touch base and say thank you to all of you who have been listening so far and let you know for our upcoming episodes uh, during this stay at home time. We will be recording uh, using Zoom, and therefore, once in a while, it might not sound as perfect as we would like it to. And we uh, really appreciate your understanding during these technical uh, times. And with that, I will say, we hope you enjoy this episode. And yeah, keep coming back. Thanks for listening to Crosstalk.
1: I really want it to be 80s newscaster music.
0: not allied with any sect, denomination, political entity, organization, or institution, does not engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any cause, neither do we. We are not affiliated with al or any other 12-step program. The opinions expressed here are strictly of the person who gave them. Please take what you like and leave the rest. Hi, I'm Corey. Hi, Corey. Hi, I'm Claire.
1: Hi, Claire. And this is Crosstalk. How's your week going, Claire?
2: Yeah,
0: I love getting current with you, Corey. Um, You know, I have been overdoing it. I know you're shocked. (laughs) Not you. I know you're shocked. Uh, But I think, like, also the cool thing is, like, I'm learning when I am overdoing it and, like, learning to then, like, back off and not, like, burn myself out. I don't have the same Mm -hmm. feeling of, like, burnout that I used to have Um, because I go, oh, this is too much, like, these things, like, this is, that's too, too much for me to do, and I don't actually have to do it all at once, or all in one week, or all in one day, and I think that's a huge difference, too, you know, because I used to think that I had to get it all done, ultimately, because if I didn't get it done, historically, there was, like, it wouldn't get done. Um, Anyway, so that's really how my last week has been and then a lot of like really creative wonderful opportunities have been coming up that I've really been taking I've been just going with and being really present with my higher power around and using like outside resources and tools that I wouldn't have been able to use pre-program because I didn't know how to do that Um, and really allowing myself to you know let go and let God around an outcome and just show up for like the opportunity and the gift and getting to use my talents that I love um that I will have been afraid to use for a really long time so that's what's up with me do you me. think
1: you do you think you upped your let's I don't know if you would do you consider overworking a character yeah. defect yeah I do okay I just want to categorize it a great way. do you <laughs> feel that um this particular situation we're in in the global setting has increased some of those and overworking is like a response to that like why do you think this is happening now
0: for myself yeah yeah i think here's the thing i wouldn't even say that i'm overworking that's the funny part Mm. my work i'm actually putting in sometimes less work than I would have previously, um, mm. and I, like, take breaks and actually, like, t- do a lot of calls and, like, uh, take outreach calls and all kinds of stuff during the day that I wouldn't have done before. I think it's more, like, because of this time, I'm in this place of, like, going, oh, like, you know, it's, like, oh, I, I gotta read the book. I gotta, like, f- fix the house. I gotta, like, this is a time when, like, I'm home, so shouldn't, shouldn't die, shouldn't die. This list mm-hmm. of all the, all the honeydew list, can't I get that done now? And it's just, like, uh, which I think is just trans, transferring the overworking mentality into a different, area it's just like overproductivity, right like wherever you're applying it it's the same thing so I do think so yes and it's not happening for me in my like career and my income place but it is happening in like my other things you know people are like I'm so relaxed I go on all these walks and I'm like oh I'm like just trying to get this house painted you know <laughs> like no
1: it's true it's true of everybody right now I, I can't even get my contractor to come when I finally got him to come he's like you don't understand once this was quote unquote over when they opened up the economy he's like everybody's been sitting in their house looking around and he's like everybody called me I'm booked solid till like September because everybody wants to do all the things they've been looking at I guess I've been trying to let I've been working too much but mostly in like it's time to work like it's actually time to work because my early COVID was not working and um, being a little stir crazy but um Now I'm excited about all the things that are going on and and all the time I have to devote to them. I just dropped my partner off at the airport whose work has decided to call him back, which Mm -hmm. I consider absolutely insane that they feel the need for these people to go to an office right now in downtown Chicago. And I have lots of judgment around it. And it's been really interesting to not, the ways I have been really good about it, the ways I have said too much and upset people, um because, and also the way in which I'm just completely detached. I have absolutely no power over this person's work, deciding that they, in my opinion, are completely insane. Um, I have no power over it. I can't stop It's, and I was driving back and he's, he's been really sad and he was really sad today and last night. And I had this really strong realization that I like, I don't have negative feelings in advance of them coming anymore. Like he's mm. like, oh, aren't you going to be sad and miss you? And I'm like, yes, I will be sad, but I am not sad right now because you're here. Yes. And I don't really feel the need to go tap into future sadness that will come. Um, and I was like, and I'm just speaking practically to people. I thought I'm actually going to be pretty happy for a few days, like maybe even slightly happier to be alone for a minute, even though I love being around this person, but I haven't been alone for four months, literally. So I'm going to feel good and then I'm going to feel bad. And like, it was all very clear, possibly in the future, these things are going to happen. And just zero interest. Like a sad song came out on the road and I'm like, nope, zero interest. Like I'm enjoying myself. I'm drive down the freeway. I'm going to record this podcast. I'm going to spend this evening alone tonight in my friend's house in LA. And um, I'm just going to fucking enjoy it. Like I have no, I have no bandwidth for anything other than enjoyment. And, and even with him, I'm like, I can't wait to see what this opportunity is gonna be. The next six weeks, maybe. Hopefully it's only that long. What am I gonna do with the time? I'm gonna get all these things done. And I was encouraging him, like, you're gonna have fun and you get to try on your old life again and see how that feels. And like it just all looks like opportunity to me today. And that's because of this this program that we're apparently in together. Uh,
0: yes, I've heard called
1: called Al-Anon, even though we're not in any way affiliated with Al-Anon. And that's just what it's just what it's like for me today and a lot of it has to do with releasing control which has a lot to do the fact that i now have a higher power and you do i do and that's what we're going to talk about today
0: oh my gosh
1: yeah because i like most people had an issue with the idea of god uh not most people many people many people Mm -hmm. uh coming into the program and, you know, struggled with the idea that it looked like the God that, you know, I grew up with. And we have today a very special guest phoning in from another part of Los Angeles. We're all in Los Angeles, but not together because that's illegal.
0: I don't I don't um, think they are in Los Angeles right now.
1: Oh, are they not in Los Angeles? Not well, that it for, matters where oh my we God. are. But. Oh, my God. Spoiler alert. There could be a twist to this episode. But I thought this person <laughs> was in Los Angeles. Anyway, phoning in today... From an undisclosed bunker is (laughs) our our good friend Joe. Welcome to the pod, Joe.
2: Hey, Joe. Thanks so much. Hey, good to be here. I'm in Washington State in a small, tiny house kind of thing. (sighs)
1: It's such a.
0: It's you know I'm obsessed with tiny things, and I've seen photos, and it is
2: adorable.
1: There's, are you, there's my little are you with
2: studio for the month?
1: Are you with your family of origin? Are you on a uh, sojourn?'m
2: I'm, Well, I'm with my family of origin. My, my younger brother, who doesn't live here, but um, and my dad is I'm in the back of my parents' yard in their house, that he, uh, my brother and my dad built this little spot, so it's like this really tall, kind of rectangly looking thing with a hobbit door, a big circle on the front. It's weird. It's
1: oh, I love sweet. that. It's like a yeah, tiny I, house for a tiny person.
2: It's very cool. Exactly. And I've brought I all my music gear. So it's my little studio for the month. Wow.
1: Well, you know? I was hoping that you could take us through your experience before we cross talk the hell out of it. But um, talk to us a little <laughs> bit today about... Um, you know, coming to terms with the idea of a God of our understanding and how you came to believe and, and that kind of world of someone who comes in with one understanding and then leaves or stays with another.
2: Right, right, right. Cool. All right. Sweet. Yeah. Um, thanks so much for having me. Inviting me just to be part of this, you know, expression of your guys' recovery and, um, and, and lives. And, uh, yeah you know i grew up super like evangelical so um my parents are like really loving wonderful people i have older i have two older siblings and one younger sibling and my sibling right above me um has a lot of different kinds of disabilities so part of my al-anon story too is um maybe really similar to i've heard it a few times in in al-anon rooms of people you know, growing up with someone with a mental, or I mean, a, a chronic illness, and so um, it's kind of like that. My my brother has just a chronic set of different kinds of yeah, you know, just has a whole other kind of human experience. So that is a huge backdrop to my Al Anon story and like who I am today, and my my pain, and also my resilience. Um, so but a god of my understanding um so yeah I grew up long story short grew up evangelical um music has been my thing I've always been it's been my my way of escaping um the perils of being a middle child my way of having something that's just mine and I could excel in despite the fact that I'm um not not great or was not didn't excel in school stereotypically um Mm -hmm probably because of some of the sorts of learning disabilities or learning problems or emotional problems I had probably because of my upbringing with my brother. And, um, and uh, yeah, and I was able to kind of work that out in college and then just recently I did grad school and I was like, Oh yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So, I also thought I was going to grow up and be like a worship leader. I was like sick, like, you know, all these big churches. I grew up in a really big church. So it's like you basically, if you're a music leader there, you've got, um, you have your own production studio, basically your own music production studio, because, you know, part of church, part of what's wonderful, I think about a lot of religious communities um, or communities of faith or however you'd like to say it, is, is that they have a pretty strong music um, component and um, they want to invest part of what they do is enjoy music together and um so i was like i can make records here i can get paid i have a job here's my future and then i got to college and was like "Uh oh i'm gay i'm mega i'm super duper gay this is problematic uh you know because episcopalians um and you know united methodists or you know there are certain uh, denominations, Christian, Christian-ish denominations at that point that were, like, super cool with the gay, but they didn't do the worship music and the kind of Christian rock music I was into. And so I knew my future was, like, i, I either be gay or I um, kind of, you know, do what some people I grew up around who were gay, but who wanted to maintain, keep, they wanted to keep their community, you know, I think. And I think this 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 is all going to tie into my higher power story because I think a large part of how we experience God or a higher power or higher self, this idea of some sort of divine is through experiences we have in within community, and even if it's not inside of community, the words that we use within our community to talk about it affirm you know our own personal experiences we have with like the divine or um, maybe just really about connectedness and some sort of universal connectedness and groundedness that we all kind of seek. So um, to lose that, I knew it was like in my mind, I'm like, ah, that's going to suck. But I realized, you know, at the time I was like in a relationship, my first relationship and I was like, Oh my goodness, this person is like really incredible. And I'm experiencing, this is what falling in love is. This is what everyone's always talked about. And I was trying to pretend I was doing with like, you know, different boys or whatever. So I eventually realized, you know, there was no, it wouldn't be a a real, a real human experience for myself if I were to deny myself the um, experience of having that kind of human connection with another person. So, um, as I had to step out of different kind of leadership positions and stuff, it was like super painful and I started to experience slowly the pain of it and I'm thirty-five now. So that happened around twenty twenty one and it's still, you know, I'll still think about it and I get choked up about different situations. So when I fast forward I go through different relationships, um mid twenties were hard. Um towards the end of my 20s i end up dating someone who's sober and um you know the the relationship is an actual relationship so i you know end up being like wow this is hard um and i find al-anon and it was when i was in al-anon that i started to really uh feel connect with hadn't ever really connected with it the pain of some Of the things I had to watch my brother go through as a human in a world filled with ableism, you know, just a world filled with people who, um, being an able bodied person is the norm, and um, and seeing him have to really struggle through that world. And my brother is, um, he's he's verbal, but he has very low, um, you know, capacity for not capacity, he just never. Very low opportunity to uh, to communicate like how we I'm communicating right now, and um, but he has loads and loads and loads of things to say and to communicate. It's just that no tools. So um, and and part of that is a mechanical neurological thing that he can't do. So the trauma of that started to unravel, and and then the trauma of coming out in a really huge Christian community and seeing that future. The security that I had um, assumed um, of my future, like my, okay, my creative endeavors mixed with also just the financial security of working in church and was realizing that that was not going to shape, that was not going to work out. So still mourning, still grieving that. And, and also the trauma of being told, hey, we know you're, <laughs> you, we hear you say that you're following your heart, uh, however. Um, we really think God is disappointed in you. We really think God um, doesn't doesn't think this is right. You're really turning your back on God. You're really, you know, all that kind of sort of stuff. Um, so Alanon really helped me start to go through the pain and uh, of shedding that and just letting myself feel how hard that was. Now and um, as I was like kind of being more conscious of it, and you know, I'm so lucky to. I'm usually in Los Angeles. I'm so like, you live in Los Angeles where there's just like this huge breadth of wonderful, amazing, queer, um, Al Anon, um, and recovery world. Like, it's just beautiful people who, like a lot of us, grew up with religion. So I got to hear their experiences and their strength and their hope, and it really helped. Um, and then I'm sure I'm getting close to 10 minutes here, but just to kind of maybe get to the end of of this, um, to say where I'm at now in terms of my higher power. Now it's like I've come to this place where I, I mean, I have, oh geez, I guess I'm like maybe six and a half years in, oh no, almost seven years. it be seven years in Al-Anon in August. And I, um, when I think of my higher power or my higher self, um, you know, whatever I choose to call it, whenever I want to change it up, because I do change it up. Um, it, you know, it ch- it's changed over time. But when I was able to start reconnecting with this sense of higher power um, in the beginning of my Al-Anon recovery, it was magical because I, really felt like that part that inner it's like the solitude the inner solitude i have the inner peace i have that little gut part of me that is super queer and super in like this the, the intuition and all these things was like yeah that's cool like this is this i can affirm this part of me i can affirm everything and and reconnect with this sense of higher power and um, a sense of God, um, and um, that was huge, and, and it, it shifts for me, you know, I often will say like higher self, um, or higher power, most of the time, one of those two things, just because you know what I experienced a lot in religion growing up, and I still experience in my, my friends or family who are still part of religious Groups is this idea of the sinner and this like the shame that comes with that and because I'm really trying to rid myself of my own inner homophobia or my in, inner transphobia because I'm gender non um, nonconforming non-binary is um, like you know just really getting rid of that shame, really getting rid of that idea that there is something bad within me and I think that's just bullshit. Um, And I think a lot of us accept it often. And when it is affirmed through our religious practice or communities, vernacular or whatever, I think it can be a really detrimental. So, so I'm higher self allows me to, to remind myself like through my words, like, Oh, this thing is just in me already. And it's there for me to, to vibrate at that higher frequency and not have a meltdown or, take a pause and reconnect with my higher power, with my higher self and um, know that there's, um, you know, more to whatever it is that is going on in the moment, you know, and that is often my prayer. When I get to places that are like very confounding or painful, you know, I just have to ask myself like, or just pray like, nope. um, whatever I think it is that I know about this. I get to just sweep that off of the floor and just get to wash my hands of that and see what actually is going to be, um, what actually is uh, part of this thing that whatever the, the thing is at hand and my higher power, my higher self will continue to reveal that to me. And I have an open-mindedness that I wasn't able to get before. And I think that's just like extreme, extreme power, extreme anti-ego, um, Yeah. So anyway, so I, that is, I guess I'll just wrap up there. Oh, wow. Just got a little message from Clara. Perfect timing. So yeah, I think that's the the gist of my experience there. Thanks so much you guys for having me share on here. I'm really appreciative.
1: Thank you, Joe, for sharing that with us. That was really lovely and vulnerable. Um, And I really appreciate when people talk about some of these things that are filled with, often filled with a lot of shame, as you said, and, and, and share them so vulnerably with everybody. Um, as we say, we're only as sick as our secrets. And so I think it's, mm-hmm. it's really brave of the way I've seen you work your program in general. Um, mm-hmm. Now we're going to cross talk and say all the things, ask all the things that we're not allowed to ask in the room.
0: All the things. <laughs> yeah.
1: All the things. It's all the like things.
0: fellowship. It's like, <laughs> it's like, fellowship. like fellowship.
1: Yeah. But I like to make it sound more intense and afarious.
0: I know. I know you do. I just want to bring it back to, you know, what's really happening. I know sometimes your thinking can be distorted,
1: Corey, so. Not me. <laughs> um, so, so what I hear you talk about a lot. I heard, I heard a lot about the shifting understanding of what, quote unquote, God is. And you even use the word God among many of the words. Um, so I'm curious, a couple of things first, I'm curious, you know, what is it, what is it like it, the thing, whatever, what is it for you right now, if anything at all? And what, how do you sort of define or not define or shape or visualize or interact with this entity? Like, what does it look like for you?
2: Oh, that's so cool. Um, well, uh, I have like my little practices I do. My I have a gratitude list I do every day, and a, I have these three little daily reader kind of things that I that I use. Um, two of them just have to do with creativity, and there's a spiritual aspect to it, and skill building, and um, because for me a lot of this higher power stuff I access through my own creative like expression, um, but I also one time I was on tour in Oregon and I met this woman who owned an Italian restaurant that me and my friend were gigging outside of. And she was really tall and she was really broad. And I found out she was like this really amazing trans woman, woman. And she, she was on the, the flavor making team, like the chemistry team that created the flavor for uh, pepperoni pizza bagel bites. (laughs) And she was just like this exceptional human being and then I worked with this coach I don't know four years ago and I lived in Silver Lake who was like visualize your like higher self and so it was this the same woman kind of that woman standing on the front of a ferry I don't know if you have ever gone on a ferry in Puget Sound standing on the front of a ferry just standing in the wind and she stands like tall like not like up, upright and erect but you know uh, she's you know like standing up straight and strong and she's just she's at the helm of the ship and that's kind of sometimes what i visualize when i think of like my spiritual like higher self or this loving super loving parental uh unconditional love thing that's like what i visualize
1: hmm.
2: i love did that,
1: that go through a process I know for me like I couldn't come I couldn't do the whole God thing in the beginning and so my Mm. I started to talk to my headboard I would touch my headboard and say like okay i give everything to you I can give it to my headboard and then it became like my brother who's passed on and then it eventually became Mm. like was there a process you went through and were there stages of Godness that you you know visualize interacted with you know etc cetera.
2: Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. No, I think, I think the God thing as I've gone, like I tried to do the God thing too. And sometimes also say it if I'm around someone who I know, that's what the term they use. And it's just mm. a lot easier to communicate if I just use that term. Um, mm. And, uh, but, but my family is still very Christian and, and sometimes I feel if, I, if they think I had to recently like come out to them as like I want you guys to know I'm not christian just mm. because in interacting with some of like maybe not even my uh, close family but extended family like or family friends or whatever like the different aspects that I experience of them that are like painful and like harmful um, I was like wow I just it's just like kind of a natural occurrence of like I can't my I can't associate my higher power with that stuff it doesn't feel right and um, that's pretty I was pretty subconscious too I don't don't think I was like consciously doing that but I think it's Mm -hmm. just become kind of sometimes overwhelming outside in the world when you see people saying stuff like it's really like transphobic or homophobic or just whatever and you're like whoa that's unfortunate like because I really try to understand and be very open with religious, people who are religious. That's important to me that, you know, I can do that, but yeah, I guess it's like the subconscious.
0: I really relate to that, Joe, you know, it's like um, I myself am also non-binary and it's interesting being a program you know, it's an out, like, it's kind of an outside issue, right? Like, like how I mm-hmm. identify is not Al Anon, has nothing to mm-hmm. do with Al Anon, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then that being said, like, getting to have a higher power of my own understanding, like, the program for me is so, so divinely set up, um, always. Mm-hmm. And then when I think about, you know, how, just how it allows me to go, oh, like whatever I've heard previously about what quote unquote God might think of me. uh, I'm being told here that actually I get to do what works for me and my high power Mm. gets to be whatever works for me. And Mm. so I really, I like really, 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 because I think that, you know, there, there's a lot of organized religion that, that supports would support me. in you know, there are today, Mm -hmm. at this day and age, there are a lot of places I could go if I wanted to go to a church or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And also I don't have to, like, I get to have my higher power, however my higher power works for me outside of any of those things. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm just love just the way I am. And like that permission, like that, I think, and for so many reasons, for so many people, I think, but you know for me, especially because of just how I identify and who I date and how I <laughs> live my life right traditionally, like it would be very shunned upon if I was if if I was going with like a, a very like and I'm horrible with the terms but like a traditional god
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What about you, Corey?
1: You know, I mean, for me, like, well, my sponsor very much has encouraged me to visualize my higher power um, in some capacity, and it's not really ever worked for me, and I've always wanted it to mm-hmm. be easier, and it moves around a lot, you know? It's like my mother and the son, and it's, you know, light sometimes. It's a, it has a lot to do with light, I guess. It's just, I've, there's something, there's the way that I've merged... My spirituality with my scientific logic brain is that Mm. one of the key mergers for me is that it's unknowable, Mm -hmm. and therefore it's also great that anyone could imagine anything. And I'm like, awesome, good for you. But since it's unknowable, it therefore becomes sort of unimportant to me to know it, like to Mm. have some definitive like it's a this or it's a that or it's a blah blah blah. And I know that's not the point of that exercise, but it helps me for it to be everywhere and all and and Mm. looser, but it is harder to interact in that way. So I have noticed and I think, you know, with my sponsees that I've had, I do, I do see the point in creating a tangible interactive experience that you can like write about and speak to and, just especially early on in the program so that you can make that make sense so that you can interact with something right so um it's it's always been one of my favorite topics when i talk to people about god i'm like well, what is it how do you define it and uh not in the general way i mean like literally like are you picturing a a frog or are you picturing (laughs) you know a man in white robes because we get to make it up right it's the god of our understanding And, and what other program or community do you know of where you're like, hey, what did you make up? (laughs) Because it's all made Mm -hmm. up, right? We don't know. So Mm -hmm. there's something kind of fascinating about that topic, and I love asking people about it and how it moves around for them.
2: That's cool.
1: Um, What's interesting about organized religion for me, because I've actually gotten closer to people who are in organized religion since program, because it's easier to interact with them. Like we've crossed some sort of threshold where I've released my Mm. atheism. And therefore, okay, great. Now we have something. But it's fascinating in the sort of Christian denominational tradition. I think we get stuck. Like, you know, someone I know's mother is very interested in talking about, so talks about spirituality with me. And, but at the end of the day, that person is also like, you know, I really hope that you... You find Christ. <laughs> you know, there's always <laughs> Christ. It's, there's got to be Christ in some mm. way specifically a part of that. And so I'm, I am would be interested in hearing more about how you interact with your family in particular, because I'm assuming this is a Christian evangelical faith. Um, mm. Because I don't even know if there is a non-Christian evangelical faith. But, um, you know, because mm. Christ is such an important part of it. And it's, it's not really, in my experience, allowed to be nebulous. It's like it's you gotta get with that guy so how right. have you experienced it and how do you interact with that and talk about that
2: gosh that's like so good i feel like i have i i too i think that's like a thing like have have been able to like uh better navigate and enjoy some of my friendships with people who still maybe even are pastors i have like a few friends who are like super duper cool like um, progressive, wonderful pastors within the Christian world. And, um, and I love them. I appreciate them and they appreciate me and they pay me to come and play in their churches. Like to me, that's like, you know, like sick, you're so you're literally supporting me, you know? And that to me, that's like, that's real. That's not like you're praying for me, praying for me. Oh my God. That's the worst thing anyone could. I like, Oh Jesus, excuse my French. Um, speaking of, but uh, I think uh, with my folks, like, yeah, I think that's why I had to, like, since this last year, I had to, like, kind of come out to my family, or come especially just to my dad. Like, hey, I just need to make sure you know, like, I'm not, you know, because my parents are wonderful and I love them so much, but we just completely don't agree on um, the priorities, how to view – Uh, how you look at life and like what priorities that you are like working on or yeah what where are your priorities for the human existence and so yeah and I used to think I could kind of um, squeeze my way around it mentally because I studied biblical studies in undergrad and was able to have like a pretty liberal education and was like for a while really into this idea of the disembodied Christ like kind of like what someone like Eckhart Tolle or like um, Thich Nhat Hanh or you know maybe even the Dalai Lama might talk about the Christ and it's not Jesus Bible Christ it's like this entity Christ that's more of like kind of a spiritual um, idea um, and so I, like, like I can get down with that you know and I can jive with it but it does get confusing for people who are more in a Christian world and they don't understand, like, you know, because they, yeah, it just seems like it's really important in those Christian worlds, like heaven, hell. Um, you know, I recently had a conversation with my dad where he was like, well, wait, like, what do you, what even is your high power? So my dad actually is familiar with 12 step programs. So I told him, you know, kind of similar to what I just told you guys a second ago. And he was like, oh, that's a, well, that's a good place to start. And I was like, no that's actually where I'm ending. (laughs) And he just had to catch himself like, oh, oh yeah. He's just so used to, like, he just doesn't even know how to have a conversation with someone and be like, oh, that's cool, man. You know, he doesn't know how to do that. He just needs everybody else to accept when he says God bless. He needs everybody else to accept the fact that he's going to pray to Jesus at the dinner table you know so yeah I don't know if that answers your question I'm sorry I feel like I no. rambled a bit.
1: no very much so
2: good so good awesome. yeah it's 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 complicated though it's like my my brother-in-law is a minister and my parents watch his zoom his zoom church every Sunday and they're like yeah you know, telling me about it and it's kind of like it's one of the only ways they know how to appreciate people is the um, things that they like, you know, so it's, I've had a really cool opportunity, you know, talk about higher power and second step experiences, you know, kind of things you wouldn't have imagined or miracles, or whatever you want to call it from recovery. I had really cool opportunities to have conversations with my dad about a lot of the stuff and I had to call him out on something that happened recently over like a family text thread that had to do with Bible verses. And he then used the words targeting me and he used my dead name. And um, I had to like call on my siblings to be like, hey, you guys, like, can you help me out here? Because this is, this is weird. And they were like, oh, we didn't even catch that. Like, we're so sorry. That's messed up. And they were able to get my back. And because I had their support kind of like a coalition, my dad was able to like, kind of be a little bit more humbled and like talk to me more and about that. And uh, I was just able to kind of get through to him. Like, yeah, that was really, that was a huge bummer. Like that was, I can't believe he said that and it really did hurt me and he was able to kind of hear it. And I was just able to tell him, like, it seems like you only know how to affirm like the kids in your, in your life who your kids who do the stuff that you understand. And I do a lot of stuff that you don't understand and and so I just i you know I need you to know that, and he was just like, "Whoa yeah, i guess guess you're right, <laughs> which was really cool, but like you know you had to go I had to go through some painful stuff, and I had to be available to to him, i guess to do that, so yeah,
0: yeah. what this you know a question for me pops up in terms of like when you're experiencing that what how do you use your program you know mm. how, do you, ha, how do you use your program to have those conversations and like what parts of it and like is your higher power that's your higher power a part of that tool that helps you you know show up however it is that you want to show up i know i would find it yeah. difficult to be met with that kind of um for lack of a better like adversity so mm.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, just a lot of the pausing, tons of pauses and tons of... So you have, like, six
0: seconds, right? That's, I think we get a second a year or something,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's just a lot of, like, writing text messages that I never send, you know, and I have, I do have a partner, so it's also being able to, like, and because of quarantine, when I'm in LA, we're, like, right there next to each other, so I'm like, oh, my gosh, this thing's happening, and and I'll be like, I'm writing this text message, and she was like, "Oh, but you're not going to send it." And I'm like, "No, no, okay." So I have, you know, um, folks around me who understand the power of uh, my recovery, and then of course my fellows. Oh my goodness, I call, call my fellows and just leave messages and process, process through it until I feel that that intuition, that higher self part of me go like, mm-hmm. "Okay, here's what." here's what you're going to do. And I just don't do anything until I get that.
0: Mm, When in doubt, don't. I love that. Exactly. Yes. Also like, I'm such this, you know, this is my thing. We're also like (laughs) Corey and I are usually in person and we usually have like a banter that goes on, but like he, he loves to like give me eyes when I'm like make all of the slogan (laughs) comments, but also like that's part of (laughs) my thing so um so i'm just imagining him mm-hmm. giving me looks right now while i He's the genuine the center up. to my uh
1: crunchy <laughs> exterior
2: it's so true it's so true you gotta get i just it. can't
1: be too earnest in program like I at know, a certain point i'm just like oh no then it becomes churchy, <laughs> literally honestly mm-hmm. that earnestness is a weird mm-hmm. like churchy feeling kind of
0: i think vulnerability mm-hmm. maybe could come up but i won't take your inventory today um so the other thing you know we said <laughs> we said when in doubt don't right and then like i always have like you know my sponsor always asked me like what's the hardest thing for an alum to do nothing nothing. So, nothing yeah i love that though writing text messages you don't send i i hear that as like I don't think it's like an quote-unquote like Al-Anon approved like tool necessarily but but kind of in that like it's similar to journaling right like um Mm. encouraged to like write it out and like write things down and like get it out as opposed to it being like in our heads like stuck in our heads I love that like I hear that a lot and I don't think I utilize that tool of you know writing an email I don't send or writing a letter I don't send um I could use how do you that
1: way. how do you joe and i mean claire too but how do you consult your higher power right i hear a lot you know well did you run that by your higher power was you want to change jobs you called some fellows like what does your higher power think about that <laughs> and so how do you engage with program in that way that you're like oh i gotta check in with higher power on this like what, what tools do you use to do that
2: mm-hmm. yeah geez i think like I'm, I'm usually like, my body is usually like, like if I was talking about this experience thematically, like I'm usually like super fired up, you know, I got some like writing this email. I'm like typing this text message. just like, Oh my God, the- I, if I don't stand up for myself now, I'm just taking other people's shit. Uh, you know, my history of advocating for myself is real bad. So I better, you know, so I'll do the Al-Anon over correcting and that's so then, mm. but I can feel that in my body I can feel it when it's right and I can feel it when it's not right. And I'm getting better at understanding which is which. But I think what it looks like for me to consult my higher, higher power is generally just to like stop there, don't do anything, get it out. And then, you know, I, for me, it's just really like, I have a handful of super close out friends and I call them and they give me various ideas or tools or, or just give me the run of their, full four minutes of their voicemail where i just leave leave messages and just chat to myself but i know that they're going to listen eventually and so i process it differently it's so funny um but i I honestly through that like it's a lot of it is a lot of like journaling and my through my daily kind of writing stuff that i do but it's it's, i think it's a combo it's pretty combo meal a little meal like
0: Combo I l I love just for the record, I love your four minutes. Uh I'm I feel like I always get like I'm so invested at that point and I'm usually like driving or something, so I'm not paying attention to how long it's been at that point. And then and then just it just ends. You know what I'm just like and I'm like, oh cliffhanger, okay. Yeah. And and also and then I just think, well, I guess that's what, what got I guess that's what my higher power wanted me to hear, you know. Yes. And that's that's what Joe needed to get that out and and that, you know. Do you ever have, like, when when you're trying to leave a voicemail and then it just keeps cutting you off? Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst. Or you're, like, doing a voice memo, like, I'll send voice memos to fellows and I, like, have to record it. Like, I think I've heard you've said in yours before, like, this is the fourth time I've tried to (laughs) to record this in those moments i i just wonder if this is really for both of you you know i truly do connect with my higher power like as often as possible which is pretty often luckily and i find myself in those moments being like oh like this is really hard it's not easy does it so HP must not you know there must be a reason why like Mm. I don't need to share like oh I can move past this part is kind of how not that it doesn't always help to share you know but it's like oh maybe there's more here to me than what I'm trying to tell this person maybe there's something you know like That's just like the bigger version of like, well, HP doesn't, for whatever reason, is getting in the way of me sending this right now. It's not, it's not quote unquote, like supposed to be, you know, but more of it's for me is always like my HP's like guiding me through Mm. easy ease, through ease. If it's easy, that's the road that like leads to the greatest experience of serenity for me. So I wonder if either of you kind of have that experience ever with your higher power. Totally.
2: totally I feel like I've had some, like, a handful of those experiences where I'm like in the middle of a message like that or a voice memo and then it cuts me off but because it was so tumultuous trying to leave the effing mm-hmm. voicemail or whatever then I'm just like oh I guess that thing I was worried about before has now been superseded by this new conundrum of can't leave a voice memo so I realize it's not that big of a deal <laughs> I literally you know, don't know did, you,
1: did you have a lot of did you have a strong belief in God when you were younger in the evangelical community oh yeah,
2: big time, big time, I was saving people mm. I was like, what
1: did that look like? I was
2: like, <laughs> Oh man, a lot of a lot of praying, a lot of Christian clubs um School, a lot of uh a lot of uh, personal pain over other people's salvation. You're really worried about hell for people and for myself. Um, but but then the, euf- the euphoria of knowing I was right. I think it was saving me. I think my I think my higher self, my higher power, was like saving me too, though, because if I would have realized I was like gay. Um, before I did, I think it would have been really, really, really hard psychologically. And I have a, I'm prone to depression. My family has mental illness. I think it could, it could be too that I was so, um, extreme of the evangelical that, and I was so euphoric about the God stuff, um, because it was helping me not realize that who I actually was, was going to be really hard for
1: my family mm. so yeah did you have like religious epiphanies and experiences as a child or as a younger person
2: yeah man i mean i had some weird stuff you want to hear like some weird you want to hear some weird stuff
1: oh hit me with the oh, weird yeah. stuff for sure oh, yeah that's <laughs> why we're here this is <laughs> why we're here
2: <laughs> i mean i grew up in really evangelical churches that weren't like they weren't assemblies of God or four square, like the churches that you go to where people are like speaking in tongues. But I ended up working there when I was in high school, I was like a paid worship leader. So I ended up going to another friend's church for like my own personal church that where I was, where I wasn't in leadership. And um, that was a four square church. So yeah, like did the whole summer camp thing, received the gifts of tongues and was like super into that and super like uh yeah i guess i'm one the thing i thought of when i'm like you want to hear something weird was just when i was at um a summer camp one time and i had lost my rings i had these three rings i'd lost them in an airport i put them in the crease of my pants when i was playing guitar and then i stood up and got on the plane forgot about them and um you know had really a lot of regret about that i guess and so then we're we're on this we're in a summer camp in canada and I'm like on the top of a houseboat with my friends were all like praying, being, being, you know, on fire. And I was like, oh. Wait, this
0: is, re- this is sorry, this is vision? This is like, this is daydream this is, or this is, this is real reality? Life. Okay, real life. No, 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 Claire. Okay, okay, okay,
2: okay, <laughs> okay. Wow, go, go in public with this. Um, so I was like, hey, you guys, I think my rings are on the beach. I think God just told me my rings are on the beach and, and I'm like, I believe God. I believe God. And so I'm like, you guys, come on, help me. So we go down with flashlights and we look for my rings in the rocks. Like, I mean, it's so insane. Like I literally dropped rings in LAX on my way to Hawaii and then I'm in Canada and I think God's telling me to go look. I mean, it's so insane. But so, yeah, that was that was a trip.
1: That was.
0: Uh, I that is. us Go ahead. It's <laughs>
1: intense, but people have these experiences. I I didn't really have those as a kid, but you know, I started to have them after program when I got a program. Not. Really uh-huh. And so I'm curious. Like, um, did you have any different or any major experiences after you came to a God of your own understanding?
2: hmm yeah I mean I think like a lot of my experience of like just seeing yeah my higher power show up today in my life is like for instance my nephew on the east coast whose you know parents are are wonderful lovely people and um my my brother-in-law is a minister and um you know, years and years ago, they had like a very anti-gay thing happen at their church, and he wrote a letter, and it was really difficult for me to go through. Um, his oldest son's best friend has two moms, and they their families hang out all the time, and that's something I couldn't have controlled. I couldn't have done myself. That was just how it's worked out, and. Mm that's that impact of that ongoing has just been huge and um you know so I, for me now it's more like that it's less um i've had some like super feeling like su- not supernatural but kind of like that experiences in nature and stuff um mm-hmm. but but yeah i would say otherwise it's more of like this like seeing wanting trying to make things work trying to get my family to understand me and then just like pausing or just like realizing it's not my job sometimes you know and then sure enough like my higher power works it out for me yeah Mm. i like that yeah
0: Corey, i'm interested to hear you know we have a reading that i want to transition into but i'm i'd love to hear if you have any examples you know I feel like I really related to like the story of the rings and like there was a time when I think like I really wanted something to guide me in that way and I like ha- I would like fantasize and have like these false ideas of what that was but then today mm. like with m- my actual connection to higher power that is so prevalent in every moment of my life I I mm. do have like Guide, I hear things that are not me, that are not my distorted Mm. thinking thoughts, that are literally my heart Mm. being like, hey, what about this? And I'm like, that is Mm. not my thought. That thought is wonderful. Yeah, what a, Mm. not that I don't have wonderful thoughts, because I do have wonderful thoughts. (laughs) Um, Right, right. Just also like in turmoil, like I really do feel the guidance and also like not in turmoil, Mm. like just in, in, hey, what do I do today? oh, this this feels like this might actually give me more joy and, like, I can feel my higher power mm. guiding me. So I want, would love to hear from you, Corey, too, before we move on to the reading, what, mm. if any experiences you have that might be like that or not like that. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, I had some major ones in this program for sure. Um, you know, one of the big ones is I've, I've lived in this apartment for 20 years and I was afraid to move. And this one-bedroom apartment became open next door and I went to, um, I asked my landlord to leave it Open so I could go experience it over the course of the weekend. And I brought all these people in and I consulted people. And I went in the morning, I went in the night. And I went, you know, at a certain time, like on the last night, and I meditated in the fireplace. And I've heard a lot in the program, you know, prayer is for talking to God and like meditation is for listening to God. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was just like, ask, you know, and I was like so scared to move apartments literally next door but for any kind of change because I'm an Al-Anon and I was sitting there meditating and just like crying just just I was like I'm so scared you know there's no security and that's a security place for me and you know I could just feel very distinctly like that's not what we're doing we're not doing security anymore that's not the point of this journey that we're on Mm. and I was like I'm scared to go and it's like you know you gotta go I got like a very clear voice telling me Mm. to do something. And because I made the decision through that process, never thought about that apartment again. I mean, I think about it for like, I don't live there. I don't relive it. I don't have, you know, I relive my childhood home almost every day, like in dreams. It's like, it's always in my, it's imbued in my cells. But you know, when I move on or do things or make choices because of like a higher guidance now, they're just clean. They're just so clean. It, don't, it doesn't even mm. exist anymore. And then I left that same building and moved out of LA with, you know, similar experience. I guess there's stuff like that. I've had really, really amazing, like poignant, I felt they were talking to me experiences, but for me, it's usually like, I think this is what's happening. And then I wait. And then by the time a day or a week or a month or whatever goes by, it's so clear, you know, even when they're painful, like Claire has my cat you know she's she's living with my cat and that cat and I just never really ever it was just like not right like there was something about the mix that was like Mm. I wasn't falling in love the way I wanted to and I felt like I couldn't give him what he wanted and there it was but I still loved him very much but it was so clear over time and this one took two years that I was really Mm. just a conduit to bring that cat to another person and it's sad mm. sometimes i miss him but i'm like this is absolutely i was to i was to divinely bring him from this rescue where he was miserable and alone to this middle ground where we weren't quite exactly perfect but we loved each other to where he belonged right and so when mm. i find when i find that i hear take the time and let things resonate and not make decisions and pa-, i mean this pause but like really epic pause like for just like a lot of because you'll get I'll get a lot of signs a lot of mm. you know you'll hear it in a room you'll hear someone share about it you know I I've struggled with depression myself and going on Lexapro and I was like finally one day I went with a fellow that I'd wanted to fellowship with. we went to a meeting and he told me his whole story about how great it was mm. for him. and I was like oh I've been afraid of this for a long long time and I and it helped me so much for that period of time you just if you just wait long enough. But my impression is that I was always getting those and I just couldn't hear them, right? And like, Mm. program for me is like a tuner. And I just, it helps me tune in (laughs) to what's probably coming at me 20, I probably get it all the time. I'm probably getting it right now, but I'm not aware or available for that much, you know, 24 seven, you know, so that's been my experience. Cool.
0: Yay. I always have to, um, I don't have to do anything, but I like to, get to hear your story too, Corey. So yeah. thank you. Thank you for sharing
1: it with us. Well, thank you for asking.
0: Well, you're welcome. <laughs>
1: Are you going to read I, something first, Claire? I'm going to read something now. I'm going
0: to read yeah. something now. I'm so excited
1: to hear what yeah. you picked out.
0: Well, um... I don't know if everybody knows, but there is a daily reader that is an Allatine daily reader for our program, and it is really pretty in my opinion. It's um, this deep red with this gold on it, and it's uh, Allatine a day at a time. So we're going to be reading from that today for November 22nd. That's page 327. It goes like this. Before Alateen, I thought God was a man who created miracles. He wasn't doing a thing for me, so I rejected him. And I wasn't ashamed of it either. When I came to the fellowship, I heard the words, higher power, and that was great. It took me about two years to find my higher power. When I did, there was a real change in my attitude. My outlook on life was a lot better. Step 11 shows me how to stay in touch with my higher power and myself. I meditate. I meditate. I go somewhere by myself and think of who I am, what my values are and what I'm doing about myself. I try to find out what God's will is for me. Sometimes it's hard, but if I do what I think he wants me to do, things will work out best for me and I'll be on the right track. Things to think about. The 11th step is a time for thinking and a time for talking with my best friend, my higher power. I try to understand what his will is for me and ask for the power to show it in my actions, God's power is Go power, and all of the readings in the Alatine are um, were submitted by Alatine members. Mm. So that's I like
1: Go pretty, power. Pretty
0: cool, right? God's power is mm. Go power. Sounds
1: like a Pokemon episode or something, or something teens would be into.
0: <laughs> uh. God's power, go power, higher power, power power, power, go!
1: And then that Japanese animation where they're flying through the air and it's just like strips of white that shows the motion. Yes,
0: yes, yes. and then this earth opens and the sky opens at the same time and they all just, (laughs) I don't know, float in a ball in the center together. It's just levitate in that space, you know? or something like that. I love that that reader, too. I I mean, I
1: was (laughs) like seven years, eight years or something. And I think I heard about this like six months ago. It was in a meeting that you and I were in, Claire. I remember someone looked out this reader and I was like, what is that?
0: Literally. And it has some
1: really juicy stuff in it. I mean, I want to buy it so badly, but I don't already read the other three readers I already have. So I just don't feel I can justify it. (laughs) <laughs> but um, I suggest that anyone listening check out the Alatine Reader because there's <laughs> some very unique wisdom in it.
0: Yeah, and I also think not. Um, they're simpler. I, I don't mean that in any other way than like, I think the older that I've gotten in life, I've complicated things in so many ways. And um, hearing it from like a perspective of who, maybe a simpler time for myself was like when I was in, in some ways, um, you know, I had, I had had less trauma, like, I had had less experiences of, like, my own creation that were harmful um, mm-hmm. as, as a, a younger person. I was less jaded, I was, you know, more available for, like, the hope um, than I had been at certain times as an adult, so I think that there's, like, very much a vibrant, like, hope that feels a little different, um, feels very youthful in the, the Alatine Reader. And this episode is sponsored by the Alatine Reader. No, it's not. Brought to you by <laughs>
1: Alatine Readers. Are you a teen and you know how to read? Well, we've got something for you.
0: And if you don't know how to read, you can listen to this podcast because sometimes we read from the Alatine Reader.
1: This is true. We are providing a service to all of those who do not know how to read but are in program. I mean, I don't throw the word hero around lightly, but maybe.
0: You know, I hung my cape up applies. a long time ago. <laughs> I hung it up a long time ago. <laughs> by, about five years ago, to be exact, five and a half.
1: <laughs> you know, I want to um, say on this higher power thing, and I want to hear Joe's, but I remember a long time ago, my we went to this meeting where we could talk to each other and ask questions in the meeting, which is very odd. And my friend was like, I don't know if I can get in this higher power thing in this old timer, we used to call them old timers, now we call them long timers, um, said- just Thanks for it. the update. Just oh. fake it, just pretend until you get it. Like just pretend, just make it whatever. Mm. And so I'm curious before we leave this topic for both of you, like what would you, I mean, what advice would you give someone who's struggling probably coming from a religious background since we all sort of kind of do usually in this country? Um, you know, how would you suggest someone bridge that gap?
2: Hmm. Shoot, Jeez. I feel like I've definitely heard people uh, say, like, make up different names. Like, there's some wonderful people who are, like, call their high power Frank, you know, Fred. Uh, like, whatever the heck it is you need to make it. I think your headboard example is brilliant. Um, and yeah for me I don't know I just yeah I think that's I think the idea of like even just having Claire's told me some really cool antidotes um of like turning your turning your problem over and what that like a visualization of what that looks like oh sorry I'm with my dog and I just kicked a bag of chips and she just freaked out okay um but uh yeah I think gosh geez I'm just saying whatever it is, you need to make it like the other person's higher power sitting next to you at the meeting. You can borrow theirs, you know, Claire, what do you think? feel like you're going to have a better or a great. No,
0: I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it. And as you were speaking, the thought came to me, my higher power told me to say, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I just use that all the time, you know. Like I get into an argument with my partner, I'm like, "Well, you know what my higher power is telling me to tell you right now." No, yeah. uh, was- <laughs> no, you know what? What in your life brings you um, calm, the feeling of calm or peace or serenity already? Right? You know there there is something. Mm. Most likely there is something. There may be just one thing. Maybe it is when you get to sit on a porch in the rain, and that sound mm. of the rain brings you serenity and peace you know and you you're you feel safe and secure and you don't you're not worrying about anything else I would say think whatever that thing is and go for and just go from there because it can be as simple as a tree you know um mine is so elaborate um, and shifts and changes and is so multifaceted and is everything and and also just you know individual things and I'm a very imaginative person so f- for me um, that is what works because I need something different for different situations but ultimately like through this program you know when I started it was just one thing, it was so ambiguous, it was a thing that just didn't have really, it was like a gray, it was literally a gray cloud that would change form, Mm. and was just happy, and you know, and I and I have the infamous story that I would send my higher power ahead and this I would picture this like cloud floating to wherever I was going to go. And then it would get there and like fart, sprinkle rainbow dust on things. And that was like <laughs> my higher powers, fairy dust. And that was like a part of what started. And it, that just came to me from sitting and like, and drawing, you know, mm. and, and and it came to me. So it's like, it, but I was in pe- in a peaceful place when it came to me, you know, so... Yeah. And ask other people. Mm -hmm. And and like you said, I mean, you said it, if you you don't know, go ahead and and borrow borrow the person sitting next to you, you know.
1: Mm, Well, you've heard it, uh, world. You may borrow Claire's um, farting dust god until (laughs) you get your own. Thank you, Claire.
0: my farting dust god that is the best word that's like that's it like they didn't have a name until now i didn't know you know it was like it's you know? officially
1: available for borrowing wow. until you get your own and thank you for uh, coming to crosstalk brought to you by the alateen reader you come for the recovery you leave for the farting dust <laughs>
0: Rainbow. Ra- rainbow rainbow sparkle is, exactly Fairy well i mean desert.
1: we're all queer here so it's fine <laughs> yeah
0: uh, this time this time we are this time um, this time
1: this well time. Jo, thank you so much for joining us this was really a beautiful story and it sounds like you've really come a long way with this issue so thank you for helping other people you know think about this today
0: yeah before mm, we go thanks so much for having a me a quick minute to say sorry i didn't mean to cut you off joe Do we want to take a quick minute and share just one thing, just one thing um, that we want to work on as our week continues? Mm. It can be HP related or not.
1: Clarifus, do you have something in mind? Uh,
0: Not particularly, but I can go first if you want.
1: (laughs) Uh, I think Claire is going to work on coming up with things to work on. (laughs) (laughs) for next week's pod that's going to be her uh for sure yeah i just want to be more present again and i think i uh struggle with being present when i am 24 7 surrounded by either my partner or my business partner or people on zoom or even alan on meetings on zoom i'm just like it's hard for me to be present without that recentering of, of silent solitude for me. And so I'm really excited to get back to whatever that feels like and I'm gonna work on that this
2: week. Mm. I love that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, get on the solitude thing. I just I just got up here to Washington State from LA and so I'm just kind of digging into a month. I'm just giving myself a month to continue doing a little bit of work. Um, but also just be super creative. So this week I'm just going to be working on um, using tools that I've found that have been really helpful to me, which is just like really structuring my, my uh, day-to-day creativity and being able to go easy does it when I'm flexing that muscle too hard. But for the most part, um, just really following a structure um, that I know really works for me.
1: Nice.
2: I love that. I love that. I feel like
0: there's a theme here, Um, and I'm going to jump on board. And (laughs) really just, like, intentionally scheduling Mm. quiet, alone, time, like, self-care time. I did that this Mm. weekend. I really scheduled it, and I noticed, you know, I think I have this – distorted thinking that like if it's relaxing it shouldn't have to be scheduled which is like Mm. vagueness and my disease loves vagueness and clarity is for me to just go you know and, and even just communicate with my partner and like say something like okay honey you know this afternoon I do I plan on taking a bath um by myself for about an hour, hour and a half. I'm not sure um, how long I'll be, but that's what I'm gonna be doing this afternoon. You know, or I'm, I'm going on a walk. Like I've no, I know like when I communicate, I don't, I have this resistance to be like beholden upon having to get, like feel like I have to get permission or tell other people. And so I have that awareness. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm gonna act as if I have acceptance and just take the action to, even if I don't like it, schedule the time and then I'll probably fucking like it when I'm like by myself reading under a tree, you know, that mm-hmm. I scheduled time mm-hmm. to do. I'll be like, this is great, yeah. I'm glad I scheduled it. Um, <laughs> you know, pissed earlier that I had to do that, um, but grateful now that I got to, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, so. that's cool.
1: Well, rock and roll, awesome. everyone. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us on Crosstalk once again, and um, until next time, Joe, uh, stay safe and stay sane.
0: Yeah, thank, thank you so much, Joe, and yeah. Corey and I hope that everybody keeps coming back.
1: Keep coming back.